Bill, how you doing today? All right, Glenn, how's it going? Terrific, five and zero. Coach and Lou, how's yeah, it going? yeah. Good. Nice win, and it looked like it was a home game down here in Washington. It Boy, did. It really felt like it. There. Yeah, we had a lot of fans down there, Pretty. all on our side. There, they were. Yeah, we and, we felt it. Definitely felt it. All right, so the first half, you have offensive struggles. You throw the ball thirty-one times. You fast-paced, and you run a lot of plays, and yet you had trouble running the ball and had trouble scoring. Second half, totally different story. What changed? Yeah, yeah. well, it's, uh, obviously we, we feel like we did a better job. Um, you know, we missed some opportunities. That if we could have just done things a little bit better, I think we would have had different results in the first half. But, again, they're a good defense. Um, they have a good front. They're hard to block. So, you know, they, they made some plays. And second half, we, we hit a couple. Yeah, so because it's a lot's been made of the uh, you know halftime adjustments and you know it's kind of overrated because why would you just make those adjustments on the sideline? Why would you wait till halftime? But it seemed exactly. like, but, there, <laughs> but it seemed like there was a, there was more of a significant change in the second half. I don't know if, if you saw it the same way. Did you guys see something that they were doing that maybe you added? Saw a couple of plays with the tight ends that really worked, especially with um, Sony Michelle. Um. Yes, well, as you know, Christian, there, you have a little more time at halftime, and you know we're certainly making adjustments in the first quarter and the second quarter. Uh, we're not going to wait till halftime, but sometimes you have a little more time to get organized and um, you know make sure you covered a little more thoroughly there. But uh, look, it's the National Football League; you, you got to be able to make adjustments after the end of a series. You can't wait a half to do something. So, yeah, you know, our execution needs to be better, and um, again. They were good defense. They they made some plays, and um, you know we, we were able to make more in the second half. So I got to ask you before this uh, game even started. It seemed like the timeout was that miscommunication with the too many guys in the field. You got to call a timeout before yeah. one play. Yeah, just too many men. That's right. Is that frustrating? <laughs> I would imagine. Yeah, that's a mistake. Starting all week and the very first play, you got too many guys out there. I would imagine that wouldn't go over so well. Yeah, I got to do a better job. Is that on you, or is that more of a defensive personnel coordinator calling plays? Or yeah, no, that's my fault. I just got to do a better job. Quickest timeout in the history of the National Football League, right there. Wanna, unfortunately, I think it's happened before. But <laughs> did you have to run? A, did you run a lap today? For that? <laughs> uh, tight ends were involved in your passing game yesterday. Was that by design? Was that a game plan against Washington, or was it what they showed during the course of the game? Those guys were the ones that were open. Yeah, that's always the way it is, Glenn. You, unless you call a screen pass, it's uh, you just don't know. I mean. If we knew that Ryan Izzo was going to be standing in the end zone wide open, could fair catch the ball, then you don't know that. You, you never know that. So sometimes plays unfold that way, and that's who it went to. But you don't call that play and say, uh, Ryan, get down there and stand in the end zone, and we'll just punt it down to you because nobody will be within 20 yards of you. That's just not the way it works. So Tom does a great job of reading coverages, getting ball to the open guy. did a great job of that yesterday. We had some – Yard made some yards after the catch, um, um, and you know, when it's man to man coverage, and Tom sees matchups that he likes, like James White or Julian, um, and that's that's where it happens to go on that route. Then great, but that's that's not always the case, and it just our passing game depends on what play we have on and what coverage they're in, and then if there are matchups across the board, then Tom takes the best matchup. That's the best way I can put it. 
Speaking of tight ends, I know last week we talked about exemption list, but Ben Watson said you guys released him. Um, I'm just curious, what went into that decision? Just don't have a roster spot. Was it the football player itself? Because a lot of people speculate. We've talked about you know that the money that you could actually save as well for the cap hit. Yeah, well, Lou, we only have so many roster spots, so if we put somebody on, we have to take somebody off. And right now, there just wasn't a roster spot. Was it because of? Uh, did he look different when he came back? Was he? Um, no, no, we just like who you know. We didn't feel like there was somebody that we could create a roster spot with. Everybody came out of the game healthy or have a decent team. So I felt like that's where we're at. I'm, you know, I was going to say that's, I mean, I'm, I'm sure that was a, uh, I mean, I, I guess a tough conversation with Ben, obviously. Sure, it, it always is. Sure. Yeah. So you get three weeks before the trading deadline. What happens now? What are you guys doing now? Are you watching what you think might happen? Are you having communications with other teams? And how does that change over the three weeks? And it, as you get closer to that deadline, each side has got urgency to get something done. Yeah, I mean, right now we're getting ready for the Giants. We're on a short week, and so that's that's really what our focus is. Um, Nick Casario and personnel people have, are constantly evaluating players throughout the league. Um there are guys on the waiver wire every day that get released or um, work out, you know, workouts and releases and so forth based on the roster fluctuation throughout the league. So that, that's a daily occurrence. Um, trades, it's there. It's, that's unpredictable. Each situation is different. Who calls who and who's available and what it is and all that. Just it's a very individual case by case situation. Sometimes those happen the day before the trade deadline. Sometimes they're weeks before the deadline that's just no there's no way to know that so you guys um uh lost Kaskowski last week you have a bunch of kickers in the tryout you, you end up signing uh michael uh nugent nuge i guess as chatham calls him because uh, i don't know if you know but chatham saved his life one day <laughs> he was choking and chatham to the rescue saved okay. his life um so how do you uh so how do you think he did so uh, well, again, it's a full operation here. First time that those three guys have really worked together. Uh, so I think timing is uh, certainly a part of that. Um, Mike hit a couple of good balls and just a couple that, you know, the operation could have been better. Part of it's him. Part of it's, you know, guys not working together very much. I've never seen a kicker. Uh, I've never seen more people chart a, a kicker's kicks during preseason than they did with Nugent. You know, whether what he made, from what distance, you know, if he was, you know, it was there wind. Just a lot of people just, you know, I guess invested in his success. And he misses the first extra point. Was that, did you have to say anything to him or or just, how does that work? Do you just stay out of his way? Well, Christian, the only reason you didn't notice it any other time was because you must not have been paying attention when Goskowski came here. <laughs> I don't think it was after Vinatieri. Because after Vinatieri, I didn't say you were here. Okay, <laughs> but you can look at any every single day. The morning of in the paper was whatever Steve kicked the day before. No, the hash mark they were from. How many made? No, many no I'm missed. talking about before the game started. I'm telling you, every kick that Steve kicked, even even in, even in pregame. I'm talking about training camp. Oh, okay. Forget about pregame. Training I'm talking camp, about pregame for Nugent. Pregame, pregame, training camp. Every kick he kicked was charted as the replacement mm. for Vinatieri. 
So, yeah, I, we. I mean, that's pretty common. You bring in a new kicker, and you're, that's what it's going to be. I mean, well, especially a guy in both of those guys, uh, Gustowski and Vinatieri before him had been so successful, right? So you're looking at it yeah, saying, so. how do you live up to that? You know? Yeah. So, but uh, I mean, nobody's charted Stephen well, but believe me, Steve was every kick he had was charted, even the ones that he mm. kicked off of the little arm. <laughs> so it's like the little, little holder of the ball. Yeah. <laughs> the what arm. is the name of they that thing? Those. What do they call that thing? You know, uh, the little arm. The little, little arm. It's got a new name. What is that thing? Uh, so you guys had uh, Bailey do the kickoff. Seven boom, seven touchbacks. Um, one thing you had with Steven, I know strategy wise, guys used to drop it right at that goal line. Is, you know, week one with this guy Bailey just boom that thing out of the end zone. Is that something that he can work on? Or you can see if he can do what Steven used to do. Over time, uh, yeah. Well, uh, I think Bailey's a pretty talented guy, so I'm sure there's a lot of things that that he can do. Um, you know, first time he kicked off, well, he kicked off in preseason, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, for yesterday, that's he was just kicking the ball and, and he hit it well. Uh, the last one, not as well, but it it hit and went through, so it turned into a touchback. But um, yeah, he hit the ball well. He hit it well in preseason. Um, could he, he do different things? I'm sure he can. So you get a quick uh, turnaround. This is a team that you played in the preseason. That make a difference? I mean, is that a factor? Not much. Okay. Yep. So you look at this team, and they have a rookie quarterback who's been pretty good so far to this point. They've got some injuries in the backfield. Uh, how difficult is it with a quick turnaround in getting everybody up to speed? And do you simplify stuff as opposed to what you would normally do with a full week in a game plan? Yeah, definitely. I think that there's a – certainly a level of uh cutting things back um first of all you just don't have an opportunity to practice them and um it's not like we're playing a division team here where we have a lot of you know familiarity with them um yeah we know the giants but not we really haven't played them in four years so it's uh as you said new quarterback obviously great running back um you know preseason's preseason but this is a whole different it's a whole different preparation ball game so um yeah, we'll have to try to figure out what we can get done, um, practice, and again, the the Giants are a good, they're a good game plan team. Uh, they on all three in all three phases. They're well coached. They they're good in the kicking game. They're very good in the kicking game. Um, put a lot of pressure on you defensively. Their blitz packages and offensively, you know, Coach Shermer does a great job of putting his guys in advantageous positions and create problems for the defense. So. Um, yeah, I don't think you want to try to do everything here. Try to make sure that we're we know what we're doing and we can go and play aggressively and not make big mistakes and you know beat ourselves. So you guys had Daniel Jones in um, pre-draft interview, yes. right? Mm-hmm. Um, I heard you say that you uh, said he was like a real impressive kid. Paraphrasing, uh, what was impressive about him? Oh, he's smart. He's got a good football background. Um, I mean, he understands a lot about the passing game, a lot about coverages. Uh, Personally, he's just an impressive kid and he's smart. He's got a good head on his shoulders, mature. When you when you have a guy like that, do you guys test him and put him up, have him draw coverages? Do you guys watch film? Is that how you identify? Because there's college smart, and you know, which I think is a big difference than the pro and defenses. Do you guys do that with him and to recognize how smart he really is? Yeah, of course. 
Okay. Well, Did you get that tip? I know that, but I'm not <laughs> sure if other people know that. They don't know what a pre-draft. Do you remember sitting yeah, down with so me? We, yeah, we get out. You know, we do go out and take them out to dinner, wine them, okay. dine them. You do? You know, yeah, take them around the town. Head into Providence really make at all? Feel, yeah, really make them feel important. Wait, <laughs> college <laughs> trip. <laughs> But do you remember? Do you remember? Let him uh, go stand on the state house. And <laughs> give him his jersey. Do you, do you yeah. take him to Davios? Right. Say so order the steak. Yeah. Let him eat. You know, Miss Massachusetts and all that. Yeah. Do you Do you remember? I had a pre-draft meeting with you. Yeah. Do you remember that? Remember how impressed you were with me? Admit it, Bill. You did, you said you, I, you do not remember. <laughs> do you, where were we? Do you remember where we were? It's a long time we, ago. I, I'm sure he knows. We talked to Colorado. We talked, and we also talked in San Francisco, the Shrine Game. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Yep, yep. But Colorado, who all was in your class? You had a great class. Oh, wait, Cordell, yeah. Westbrook, um, a ton of guys. Uh, Ted Johnson. Yeah. Uh, who was the offensive lineman? Uh, Tony Birdie. Yeah, Birdie, uh, that's right. Chris yeah. Nioli. We had a lot of – we were good back then. Yeah, you had outside linebackers too, right? Uh, yes. I can't remember their names, though. Alfred. Uh, Alfred Williams. Alfred Canavis Williams, McGee. Canavis yeah. McGee, yeah, yeah. I mean. Do you notice he remembers the players better than he remembers He remembered our you? sit down. We were very, <laughs> a, we were in-depth all, meeting. You had a big, you had a big class. I yeah. Big, I don't know, 10 guys drafted, 8 yeah, guys drafted, or whatever it was. Drafted, yeah. And, um, yeah, it was an impressive group. Yeah, so I never got to do the whole, you know, Miss Massachusetts. I mean, <laughs> you were in Cleveland at the time, so. Yeah. Oh, you would have loved, yeah. We had, we, had, we had to recruit extra hard. <laughs> Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah, you <laughs> Go check them out there. <laughs> that was really a lot before the visits, though. It was more of the coaches going to the players. Yeah. Now it's the those 30 visits. That's, um, yeah, that's, you know, you I don't know. I don't say you see more guys, but it seems like you see more guys in the in the facility, you know, in your hometown. Yeah. So. I want to ask you about the uh, defense. You constantly, and they're getting a lot of attention, as they should be getting attention right now. Though some people are looking who they played against, and I get that. But you've got a lot of playmakers on that defensive side of the ball. Personnel is tremendous. Yet you always talk about collectively working as a unit and everybody doing their job. How difficult is that when you do have so many great playmakers out there to keep them in their lanes, having them do what you need them to do? Yeah, this is really a good group to work with, Glenn. They're very, um, very smart. Uh, they communicate well, and they a lot of times they will make calls and make adjustments so that their teammate can make a play. Um, you know, they'll they'll check out of something that is more advantageous to uh, one of their teammates than than maybe it would be for them. You know, where they cover and let somebody else rush or whatever it happens to be. So um, they're they have a very good understanding. Uh, we play a number of guys, so the different combinations there and and they communicate well with each other uh it's a smart instinctive group uh guys see things they alert each other to to what they see and so forth so they, they're playing well together they seem so pissed on that sims 65 yard run because they lost contain and then they didn't tackle properly and it almost looked like they were standing around waiting for somebody else to make a tackle and it's so different than anything we've seen from this defense through the first five games it's yeah. out there well we saw a little bit against gore uh -huh. it's a little bit of the same yeah. thing yes yeah gore right play. yeah so yeah. Uh, look, these you, know, you got to tackle these backs and and run run backs and receivers and tight ends in this league, and you know it just doesn't take much. You, you miss a tackle, make a bad play, and give up a gap or a lane, and and they can kill you. So, um, you know, we got to do a better job, coach. And they hit us on a, as a kind of a counter play there that we hadn't worked on, and so we could coach it better. We could have played it better. Um, 
but you know, I thought that the the group showed a lot of resiliency after that play. We uh, really, I thought, you know, showed some determination and and uh, you know played maybe at a little little higher level of concentration and and intensity, and so that was good. Yeah, fifteen yards, I think, in the next yeah. three or four series that combined, and, which and, was incredible. And you yeah. guys have uh, so much depth on that defense. It's hard, you know, rotating guys in and out. We were talking before, Michael Bennett. Is I think uh, snap count has gone down each and every week to the point where it was like 25% last week. Is that just Butler playing at a different level, or is that scheme-wise, or why the decreased role in Michael Bennett? Yeah, well, everybody's playing, so I don't think anybody's keeping track of plays out there. We're just trying to you know, rotate people through and play certain matchups, uh, certain groups against other certain groups, but game situations sometimes trump that, so... Uh, you know, we'll just do what he thinks best each week. You guys good? Oh, yeah. yeah you good. ready? Can yeah. I get a drum roll for this? No. Big Stop. moment. Uh, no. It is. I'm going to make sure I don't flub it. All right, so this is your uh, knock on wood if you're with me. Uh, there you go. All right, uh, all right Coach. Uh, what's your drive of the week? Drive of the week. Well, I think the – you know, the touchdown drive in the start of the third quarter was yes. good where we hit Bolden down the sideline. That was, uh, what was it at that point, like 12-6 or something like that? 12-7. It was 12-7. 12-7, and, and that was a good, uh, you know, touchdown made it a two-score game. And, you know, it gave us a little momentum there starting the second half after we, you know, came out and received the kickoff. So it was a good uh, good swing for us there to – they start the half that way, so I like that drive. Yeah, is that seven, right? seven plays, seventy-five yards. Yeah, I, I just Bolden is just uh, such a reliable guy. It just, I mean, he's always always making plays. He's always taking advantage of the opportunities that he has. I mean, two touchdowns in two weeks. Yeah, it's a good average, right? <laughs> yeah, and the tight ends got involved and everything. He took, he took advantage of him last year in Miami too, if you yeah. remember. Oh yeah, yeah, he killed us down there. Yeah. <laughs> Right, you're done. I'm. That's it. I'm done as well. The New England Patriots five and zero, one of only two teams undefeated in the National Football League, and that could change uh, tonight. Thanks, Coach. We'll catch you back here next Monday. All right. Sounds good. Luck good luck Thursday Glenn. night. Christian. Good luck Thursday, Thank Coach. You. Thank you.